Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to session four of Star Trek Aegir, a Star Trek Avengers actual play using the rules by Modavius Entertainment. My name is ELH the Game Master, and joining me are some lovely individuals we'll meet in a moment. Uh, just a few quick announcements is, if you weren't aware, uh, next week we will be off. The 14th, I will be running tech for the mass game. We're still figuring out which channel that mass game will be on because we are changing channels, but just... Rest assured that if you're in my Discord or following my socials, I'll post a link when we go live there. Other announcement is, if you're not already aware, uh, I did recently put out my own 2D20 tabletop role-playing game, uh, Mermaids of the Depths. Would recommend checking it out if you like cosmic horror, if you like the sea, if you like ocean, you like mermaids. Definitely worth checking out on DriveThruRPG. But that's all I really have to say. I'm going to get started, so let's do introductions. So, starting with Randy. Uh, good evening, everybody. I'm Randy, uh, also known online as Dr. Nemesis. Uh, I will be playing our Talaxi and Starship Captain of the Ager tonight, uh, Captain Axelon. I'm also a staffer on uh, the Changeling the Dreaming live-action role-playing game Backbeat Ballad, which you can find out more about at backbeatballad.com. And like a mermaid of the depths, my first love is of the sea. Oh, there you go. There you go. Cool. Uh, let me see. Jeremy, what do you got going on? I'm Jeremy, or you're a spy, and I play our ship's uh, post-Borg uh, first officer, Dujan Roos. And I am not nearly as fascinating as Randy is. I don't know. I think you both have your charms. <laughs> uh, Peter, what do you got going on? Hey, everybody. I'm Peter, or Petrus Aquinas on the interwebs. I play the chief engineer of the age here, the Vulcan Vectan. And if you want to find me, I'm also on... Code 47 podcast, Drunken Dice podcast, and uh, at Chaotic Good Comics and Games down in Kentucky, Lexington. And certainly last but not least, uh, Jeff, what do you got going on? Hey, I'm Jeff, also known as Sunbay. Most people know me as Sunbay. Um, I play your orally challenged and intrigued. Lieutenant JG, that's wrong. Very nice. All right, well, let's get that intro video going and we'll get started. And welcome back. So, as is tradition on the channel and with all my Star Trek Adventures games, we're going to start with an opening log. And tonight, that comes from our first officer. So, you're a spy if you would take it away. First officer's log, stardate 90022.6. 
The Aegir is currently performing a survey of a previously uncharted binary star system as we search for resources to repair the ship. Long-range sensors detected potential deposits of cerium and beryllium on the second planet in this system. These may be difficult to acquire, however. This planet is Class Y, colloquially known as a demon planet. Thermionic radiation belts in the atmosphere render communications and transport nearly impossible, and the planet's dense, toxic atmosphere and extreme surface temperatures complicate even approach and orbit maneuvers. Aegir's crew is becoming accustomed to my presence, though progress is slow. It is always difficult for a crew to receive a new command crew, and losing a charismatic new officer so soon after departing for a new mission is particularly traumatic. They are holding together remarkably, remarkably well under the circumstances. I look forward to working with them, if they will let me. Vecten is helping with this as much as he is able, but it is difficult for a rattled crew to find reassurance in the cold eyes of a Vulcan. The ship's pilot is talented, if odd. I believe that he might be spending too much time in the spore chamber. The captain is aware, and we are keeping an eye on him. The captain. I'm not entirely sure how to read this Talaxian. He is young to sit in that chair, but seems competent. He inspires loyalty, if not distant respectfulness. I am interested to see where he takes this crew. I have strayed a bit from my report. We need the resources on that planet. Aegir needs the resources on that planet. The captain has summoned the ship's leaders to a senior staff meeting. We will be discussing our options. We could remain in orbit, but we would then be visible from light years away, whereas landing would almost certainly shield us from Borg scans that we would be sitting ducks if discovered. This discussion awaits. Right. And uh, you may have momentum for that opening log, and thanks to a certain little song sung at the end of last session and a little from chat, you guys are starting with four momentum overall, so well done there. So we're actually going to begin a little bit in media race. The meeting is already uh, in full swing. Uh, all of you are present, caffeinated, and aware of what's going on. Uh, what I would say is that... Uh, Astra has just finished going over basically what Roos just said about the demon class planet, about the sensor dampening, about the difficult approach, etc., etc. And the only other things I would add to that before opening the floor is that she kind of points at a few highlighted areas uh, on the hollow map in the center of the room. And she says, as you can tell, we've got beryllium here, here, and here. Problem is, is it's near an active volcano, and if we do send any away teams, it's not going to be fun for them, which already is not fun for a demon planet, but now they're dealing with an active volcano, not going to be fun. And then, sirs, if you'll direct your attentions to this area here, and she kind of highlights a different area on the map, this is where we think we're seeing this arium, but without a hoarder on the crew, we can't really verify that these scans are genuine. Um, I, I think... It's kind of up to what you all want to do at this point, but as your ship's AI, we really need to figure out what I am to the crew. At any point, I would definitely recommend that we do something about these resources. You're our Astra. Well, yes, but I don't exactly have rank, sir. Well, don't let that stop you. 
Hmm. You're still a very valuable member of the crew. We wouldn't know what to do without you. All right, people. Somebody explain to me how likely it is if we land our ship down there that the Adria's not going to make it off the uh, surface of this demon planet. You want to know how unlikely we are to return to space? Yeah, uh, it, it sounds like the planet's very dangerous. Um, how likely is it to blow up our ship? I would say, Captain, that it is rather unlikely that the Aegir would incur as much damage as required to prevent her from returning to orbit if we were to set down. All right, so Astra's comment stands. Uh, the big risk of landing is the Borg find us. Uh, and then uh, if they uh, locate us, we're not going to be able to escape them very easily because we'll be in the atmosphere. And we'll have people on the ground, and the ground sounds very unsteady. So let's hear pros and cons. Uh, what do we think? In a way, for the surface landing, sir, if we are to land, then it, it would be, we would limit the amount of transporter interference in returning the materials to the ship. That would be a very big helpful uh, help there. Um, so we are able to transport stuff even from near this active volcano, right? I believe so, Captain. It's not going to be a shuttle situation where we've got to physically carry the stuff into our uh, safe uh, cargo areas? Vectan is going to turn slightly to Astra. Astra grimaces and points to the captain and says, it's one of those shuttle situations, sir. Oh, even if we're on the on the surface. Okay. The shuttle? Mm-hmm. We have that brand no, new one. I would imagine the Proxima. I'm not worried about the shuttle making it in as much as I'm worried about the number of steps between us and escaping our enemies if our enemies come after us. We've got a pattern with the Borg. They're definitely hunting us, and they're very smart. All right, well, so let's hear pros and cons about being in orbit. What you got? You have to raise um, your hand. Uh, thank, thank you, sir. Um, what would happen if we did both? Because the, the Borg seem to follow Commander Roos, and if we have the shuttle... Would they still be following the shuttle? So if we have the Ager in orbit and it has to jump, it goes. But to double back to pick us up in a day. Huh. Well, I can't say that I'm super fond of the idea of leaving any of my crew on this dangerous demon world. But um, when we're in hostile territory without any real hope of backup, we have to start making some tough decisions. And give us more time to do whatever we need to do down on planet until we wait for the Ager to return. Still, unless we can't think of anything wiser, I want to keep that as a plan B. I really don't like the idea of our, our crew members, our crewmates, uh, working next to an active volcano in a hostile world without us right there as a safety net. Um... Personally, here's my vote, uh, and I'm just one person on the crew. Uh, I think that, in essence, having people on this planet working next to an active volcano is inherently dangerous. And we cannot come at this from the angle of, we have to find a way to do it that's not dangerous. We need to mitigate the danger. 
So we've got two big things. Does the planet hurt anybody? Did the Borg hurt anybody? To me, by my rationale, it seems like keeping the ship in orbit is going to be the smarter move. It gives us the largest number of options if any either thing goes wrong. We're not in the perfect position for either thing going wrong, but we're not completely crippled and helpless either. That seems like a fair assessment of the situation, Captain. Uh, number one, what you got? What do you think? I didn't like that. Number one, no, not doing that anymore. Sorry. Would you be okay with numero uno? Whatever you wish, sir. I'll give it a try next time it comes up, like, organically. So, your opinion. I see pros and cons for each. However, maintaining the ability of... Maintaining the ability to maneuver is... just good tactics. I don't like being pinned down. That's never ended well. Okay. So, here's what I see as our next steps. We're going to do the thing where we stay in orbit. We need to make sure that we've got someone who knows what they're doing at the helm of the Ager and at the helm of a shuttlecraft. I think that the danger inherent to the people who are working in the mining operation means it needs to be a strictly volunteer away mission. Um, and we need someone who's capable of giving orders and handling a command situation like that, improv improvising on both vessels. So I would like to volunteer to be on the ground team, which would, I'm afraid, corner our XO into being on the uh, Ager. Respectfully, sir, I would strongly recommend that you remain aboard Ager. Your responsibility is for the entire ship. Tell you what, I will work that out with you one-on-one -on -one after this. What we need Understood. to establish now is all the other posts. So, um, Ezreal, where you want to be? Adra or the what, out of character? What's the name of our special shuttlecraft? Proxima. Proxima. Now Proxima is 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 like a fast, almost like defiant style ship, right? It's like a larger Delta flyer. Yep. So is that would that be the one we would take down to a mining operation, or would we take a more traditional shuttlecraft? Because it seems like it wouldn't be all that useful. At Proxima could hold more, and it's got improved warp. Warp right. drive and well, that and means sensor, it can escape yeah. on its own if if we get separated. Okay, so do you want to be in charge of the Proxima, or you want to be at the helm here? Ooh, um, let me tell you the rest of the bad news. I'm going to ask you to vet who's going to be at the other posts, whatever it is. So you're the one who's going to get blamed if either ship crashes. Hi, I'm only um, no, I'm, I'm still learning the the full capabilities of the other helmsman. But I haven't taken the Proxima out yet. So personally, I don't like to be on that one. All right, that's yours. So who else is going on the away team? Vectan, do you think yourself or somebody on your staff would be better suited to the ground operation? I mean, I feel like there's good arguments in both directions. You're probably more talented than anybody else at keeping this ship running. But at the same true. time, whoever's down there is the one who's most likely going to need the most encyclopedic knowledge of engineering when something goes wrong. And this is Starfleet. Something always goes wrong. I believe, Captain, that my presence on the Aegir is not nearly as critical as my presence on the surface of the planet. 
I believe Astra would be capable of both immediately responding and guiding my engineering team to react to any occurrences here on the ship. Astra, any objections? She just snaps her fingers, and instead of her usual, like, flowing, translucent dress that kind of makes her look like Cortana from Halo, um, she now looks a little bit more solid, and she has on a engineer's outfit. No pips, by the way, just an engineer's outfit. Uh, hey, Nexian you know, raises his eyebrow I, in approval. I just thought of something. We are behind enemy lines without means of support, and uh, I've declared us on a war footing. So technically speaking, I'm authorized on behalf of Starfleet to offer brevet promotions. You are now Chief Astra. Little, I'm trying to remember what it is, but I think it's like, a, it's not a black pit, but it's like one of those bars for this time. But yeah, basically a new bar appears on her, on her collar as you say that. Please don't get out of hand ordering people around. There's an entire uh, chapter in my command course at Starfleet that said what to do if the AI tries to take over the universe. Oh, don't worry. I'll only do that on Tuesdays. Good, good, good call. All right. Well, um, if the uh, discussion is over, I guess everybody's dismissed. Well, Hylong, who's been there the entire time and has just been very quiet, kind of raises her hand and goes... So uh, are we going to talk about the whole medical need of the away team, or should I just yell at people? Because I don't mind doing either. Honestly, I feel like sickbay is going to be a lot more equipped to handle almost anything that could go wrong on that planet, and we're hopefully able to either shuttle or transport people off the surface. I'd hate to risk our medical crew in such a dangerous place. Okay. Might I make one suggestion, sir? You can make as many suggestions as you want, numero uno. No, that didn't work either. Wherever the cob is, I should be in the other place, and vice versa. Oh, medical training? Tactical training, sir. Fair enough. You know, I got a little bit of my own, you know. I'm the master of two forms of Makbara. Yes, sir. Well, let's see here. Oof. Esferl does the eyebrow thing at hearing the captain's hand-to-hand -hand combat expertise. Um, yes. We'll go ahead and have you down. Good points. Thanks for making it. Everyone who's going on the away team mission, I'm going to ask you to report to your staff and let them know the situation and uh, give them their duties before you leave. There was a... Remember, one... if, you ask, if you have any other crew members who are trying to join this, Make sure they know this is a volunteered, not ordered mission. Hylong holds up her hand again. There was one other thing, sir. How are we going to get to the Sarium exactly? Have we figured that out yet? It had not crossed my mind. I assumed it was just something engineers knew how to do. Vectan, how do we get at the Sarium? Well, Captain, since it requires a Horta generally to find it, I will need some assistance from Hylong to to create a synthetic detector based on Horta physiology. And Hylong immediately just almost leaps out of her seat, rubs her hands, getting her, all right, I get to make an artificial Horta. This is going to be amazing. Oh, this is embarrassing. Okay, so uh, help me out here. What's this Horta? Chief, angle? I did not say I needed an artificial Horta. I said I needed a Horta's sensing capabilities. But I already have half of it already done. <laughs> Fascinating. Not sure why you would already have half of that done. Well, but no, help me out useful. here. Horta sensing. Well, help me out. What is that? 
This sounds suspiciously like something that I only skim the material in uh, Academy. Well, Captain, the Horta are a species, a silicon-based life form, that are capable of detecting cerium biologically in a way that our sensors cannot detect. If you would refer to the the missions of the Starship Enterprise from the 23rd century, I believe you would have further information. And yeah, Astra snaps her fingers. Voyager when I was uh, in the Academy, but I've I've read a little Enterprise. Um, it Real sounds quick. sort of familiar. Real quick, Astra snaps her fingers, and the holographic display of the planet becomes a holographic Horda. Oh. So for those who have never seen a Horda before, it's basically just kind of a... Best description I can give is it's a mound of haggis, or at least that's kind of what it always reminded me of when they showed it in the show. Yeah. Um, but it's very large. It's like double the size of a person, and it's moving around. That's a sentient life form? Correct, Captain. Wow. So how hard to make a uh, Horda sensing capability? Well, if I start now and uh, you give me a good cup of coffee, I could probably have it done before we got to head down. I would love to see this completed. Well, I, I can't think of any reason to say no. Anybody else? I'll make the coffee. All right, let's call that a yes. No, no. Uh, we'll let the uh, we'll let Astra make the coffee. You need to go uh, vet your fellow helmsman. Oh, that's going to be fun. Impart whatever wisdom you can. Do not teach them shanties. Yes, sir. What do shanties have anything to do with vetting, Captain? Singing. I received a rather disturbing report on the classified systems on board our vessel recently that suggested that some sort of space shanty was responsible for breeding our spores. I think it was more the temperature and the lighting. Just the overall mood. Exactly. Well, please don't spread any shanties to the to the bridge. If we're out in space, with everyone, sir. Yes, sir. All right, everybody. Everybody except uh, I can't think of another one. I guess XO for now. If you need another one, Captain, I believe the term exec has circulated amongst command officers. Hmm. That had very different implications in the Ferengi trade organization I grew up in. Indeed. It's not entirely flattering. And Vectandus we'll gets out. up and starts to leave. All right. So, uh, I'm guessing Starfleet regulation says I shouldn't and that you should. Yes, yes. Roughly, sir, yes. Are you familiar with the ancient Earth custom of rock, paper, scissors? I thought you'd already made your decision, sir. Oh, no, no, no. No, you make a good enough point that I feel like I can't overrule it. But at the same time, I feel like I make a pretty good point, too. So, let's leave it to chance. As you are, sir. On three? So the way this is going to work... On three? Three, there you go. I'm literally... I said we literally throw it. Let's, well, here's what I got to do, because remember, we've got people who also listen uh, to this audio yes. form. So here's what you can do. You're going to both DM me what you want to throw, and then you okay. can throw it when I call for it on webcam. That way there's also no lag involved. It's a fair game, et cetera, et cetera. 
Gotta love technology. I asked myself what my character would throw. I know what I would throw. Is it the same? Okay. I got uh, <laughs> got Nemesis's. Your character has thrown far fewer uh, rock, paper, scissors than you have. <laughs> Doesn't throw a lizard and a Spock in there? Yeah, maybe. maybe. In the, in the superior system, yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So, gentlemen, on three for the webcam, and then I'll say what it is aloud in three, two, one. So what happens? The captain throws scissors, and our XO throws paper. Yep. Ooh. Ah, looks like I got you. Let the record show the captain threw scissors. So noted, sir. All right. Well, the ship is yours. I march off to my quarters to get my awake uh, awake uh, mission gear, which I think is just a phaser and a tricorder. I will send the chief medical officer with you, sir. Good call. So let's do a few breakout scenes before we start dealing with the planet stuff. And I think what I want to do is I want to have Esral vet the other helmsman, but I'm going to have Jeremy play the other helmsman. And Jeremy, you can make up whatever character you want in this moment. I mean literally almost any kind of character in this moment. So have fun with it. Okay. Okay. Ryan. But yeah, Esral, you're reporting to your... Uh, and this is something we've never really done on one of my shows before, but there's a tradition, at least there is in the Navy as far as I'm aware, but there's the CAG, or basically where you do all the air operations for a carrier or a vessel. And I just imagine, Esral, you're in the CAG, which is basically just a briefing room or a little auditorium with a bunch of chairs where your pilots and your flight staff and all of them are currently staring at you bored or just like shooting jokes at each other and doing standard pilot things that nobody has time for. And Esral has to pull himself away from engaging in the frivolity. And okay, okay, okay. This is kind of like the first real time we've met as an as, as the air group, but with everything going on, we just haven't had the time. But now we have to make the time. Um, here's going to lay it out for you, and I'll take volunteers and questions after I lay this out. But you know, we got the Borg hot on our tail, and we have an option to get some supplies at the same time. So there's a mission where somebody will be piloting the Proxima and someone will be having to pilot the Ager. Ager will remain in orbit where the Proxima will take a landing party down on the planet and will be digging up some type of necessary mineral or something they need a Horta to find, but we don't have a Horta, but they're making a Horta an artificial Horta and somehow Highland has already got half of one built. That's okay. Um, so I need to see who's going to be either A, piloting the Proxima and I pilot the Ager, or B, I pilot the Proxima and someone else pilots the Ager. Right now I'm leading to myself doing the Proxima, mostly because we're going to a hell world. So, volunteers. Um, well, actually, sir, I believe it is called a demon world. Well, where do demons live? It doesn't matter, sir. Demons live in places other than hell. So it would be a hell world. <laughs> Thank you for the correction. It is a demon world. Also known as hell world. But, okay. 
So, um, is anybody overly enthused about doing the helm, helm position on the Ager or doing the Proxima? I think I'd rather stay here, sir. I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. Have you been near the spores? No, sir. Okay. I don't. Uh, I don't do any of that. I get my fun elsewhere. That's not what. Never mind. Um. So. Um. Who? Who? who hate. I hate this. I haven't met everybody. But who are you? I'm whoever you want me to be, sir. <laughs> no, no. We'll come no. back to that later. No, um, no. I'm Ensign Joy, sir. Oh my god. You sure you're not in medical? There were too many nurse joys already, sir. Okay. Um My whole family is nurses. I decided to branch out, broaden my horizons. But sometimes I'm, I still play doctor. I'm, I'm liking you already because... Of course you are, sir. Have you heard about Ensign Ricky, who started as a pilot and ended up in medical? You're just the opposite. And he turned out to be excellent. Not at piloting, sir. We read about him in the academy. I think he was just misunderstood, but... um. We'll, we'll come back and talk later about the feel free to the benefits of our Lord and Savior. Peruse my files, extensively check my record. Okay, we might have to keep you as far away from me as possible. Um, so, what would your con be on a scale of one to five? <laughs> I believe the question I'm going to ask the rest of you. I believe that I unfortunately don't have the access to Ricky's character sheet to uh, to figure out what a starting character would have. Oh God, starting at, at well, if we start at the level of Ricky, yeah. I believe I believe I, I believe I can possibly arrange a starting con for sir, though I wouldn't necessarily be good at many other things. At least that would be on the sheet. Well, you 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 you, you, you could be because on a scale of one to five, I have a con of. Kind of four as well. Sounds um, like we're a matched pair, <laughs> sir. It, it's beginning to look that way. Um, and you have experience flying similar oh, sized craft. I'm as, very experienced, sir. At flying similar sized craft as the Ager. Yes, sir. Okay, so we don't have to worry about the spore drive because this is my second. Working. This is my second tour on a similar size ship. Okay. Okay, um, I'm thinking you might be the winner. Now, to run the beta shift for you, because just in case we're down there for much longer, the plan will be in case the Borg do come for the Ager, save the ship, to jump out and then come back and double back and pick us up in a day or two. So we might have to set up a relief crew, and I think at that point we just fall back to um, beta shift. Oh yes, sir. I love being put up. on rotation. 
Okay, I definitely need to be on the prox farm. All right, um, not a problem. And I will go ahead and tell the XO that we have found the um, our helmsman for the uh, Ager during this mission. Thank you all very much, and I will keep you posted. Thank you, sir. I think that qualifies as a chat complication. Just that entire exchange, I think. Yep. I, I think that's a complication. All right, so. Awkward counts as a complication. You did this to yourself. You I did. put it in my hands. I did. No, I know what I was doing. Um. Okay, well, let's just handle two things then before we move scenes. One, what species is she? Um. I'll put it up to the group. What species do you want her to be? Well, chat thinks uh, she's Chat says Orion. Orion. Sultry Orion. Okay. All right, Orion. Jeez, and then, that makes, uh, that whole, makes that whole conversation totally different in my mind now. Yeah. <laughs> now, the uh, the second thing is that I have actually created a sheet for uh, Joy, as we're calling her, I guess. And uh, feel free to use the uh, builder. The builder should allow you to do both a Orion and a supporting character. And feel free to fill that out while uh, Peter is working with Hylong. All right. Yeah. Do I, I feel myself... Under the influence of pheromones or anything? Yeah, I would say the good news is that uh, the pheromones aren't a talent for some reason. I feel like they should be. They are just a trait. So I'm going to leave that up to your imagination. Fortunately, bullions are immune. Now, you know what? There's no candidates as otherwise, so let's do it. Let's pay your all that time. All that time near a warp core. Yeah, clearly. clearly. Yeah, let's quickly go to uh, Vectan and Hylong in sickbay. So, Vectan, when you walk in, Hylong moves to her office where she opens up a, like, part of the wall and pulls out what looks like to be a exocomps shell that has been, um, haggist, because that's a verb. But, uh, she sets it down on her table, and she pokes at it a little bit, and it starts making the, the horda noises, which I'm not even going to begin to try to replicate, but it's kind of like a, it's not quite a screech, but it's also not quite a rumble. It's just kind of a zombie-like sound in a way. Yep. How long points in and says, well, what do you, what, what do you think, Lieutenant Commander? I, I think it'll do the job. It just needs to have calibration made. This functions. Well, yeah, I mean, I haven't really given it a personality other than seek and find like a, like a dog, but. Fascinating. Though, you know, I could put the EMH's personality matrix in it. I wonder if it would care. I would advise against that, as the EMH is at least possibly partially sentient. Fair point, fair point. Um, So, hey, do you want to take this chunk of cerium and go hide it somewhere in sickbay and then I'll turn it on? That seems like a fair test. All right, so Vectan, where are you hiding in sickbay? Um, I am going to go behind one of the diagnostic um, consoles in the back corner and open up a maintenance hatch mm-hmm. and put stick it under the grating in oh, the okay. maintenance hatch. Got it. Got it. All right. 
So we're going to make this a little bit of a roll, and it is going to be opposed, and I'll do the rolling for uh, the creature here. But um, you get to set the difficulty here. Do you want it to be a difficulty one, two, or three that you're aiming for? Um, Again, representing how hard it is to find the rock. For the first one, I'm going to go with a two. Two? Okay. So the difficulty will be two and it will be opposed. Uh, For you, it will be probably either a control or even I could see a presence working here uh, for engineering. Let's just stick with control. Okay. And do you want to spend any momentum? Mm, No. Well, you go ahead and do the roll because uh, if you don't have two successes, I think uh, I think the NPC is going to win out here. But you never know. Well, that is a complication. We'll deal with that in a moment. Let me actually roll for the NPC. Apparently, uh, yeah, the NPC crits. So, oh, and I got a complication from chat. All right, so this is just going to be all sorts of fun. So, Vecten, you hide the rock. And you tell Hylong it's ready. And then Hylong turns on the device creature thing. And like a puppy, it goes scampering, like, not quite floating, but also not quite crawling on the ground. But it kind of just shuffles over to where you put the rock. And not only does it pull out the rock, but it pulls out the diagnostic table's wires. It pulls out half of the EPS conduits. (laughs) And by the time you finally are able to stop the thing... You more or less have depowered half of sick bay. I get the sense that our GM has recently gotten a puppy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it did half the mining process for us. Yeah. But uh, by the time you have it under control and Hylong has deactivated it, she kind of looks at the mess and goes, you're going to put someone on that, right? Of course. It does seem that this artificial horda is fairly effective at mining. Well, I was going to say causing a mess, but let's go with your thing. I think your thing is better. I generally assume that mining and messes go together. Well, not really. I mean, there was the uh, Klingon mining operation. No, wait a second. Praxis blew up, so I guess that doesn't count. Um, I was about to say, Chief. Ruripente does not have an excellent reputation. Oh, you're familiar with Ruripente. Are you familiar with the uh, infamous account of uh, Martha? I do not believe I am familiar with that story. Ah, that's a great one. I'll tell you it on the way down with the Proxima. Tells you about this story of a cameloid. Do you know what a cameloid is? I am familiar with the species, yes. Ah, well, see, this was the first recorded instance in which James T. Kirk, and she just goes into the spiel about James T. Kirk (laughs) meeting Martha. Um, But yeah, what I'd like us to imagine before we're going to go to an early break, because i got to check on the puppy, is we see the Ager pulling in over the demon-class planet, which itself is a myriad of hazy yellows, almost like a Venus kind of atmosphere, with shocks of red and black coming from uh, active volcanoes across the surface. We see the Aegir enter into polar orbit, because that's where you usually hide a ship, and then we see the Proxima, the arrowhead-like ship, launch from the back of the vessel and go into the atmosphere. Now, the only thing I'm going to ask is that Esral, since you are at the head of the Proxima, um, I am going to need a either a control or a daring plus con. I am going to set the difficulty here at a five because of situations that will become apparent in the atmosphere. Uh, things like turbulence, things like 
uh, the atmosphere actively messing with your thrusters, things of that nature. Um, but you have four momentum, you have your determination. I believe you can do it. Yeah, I hate burning determination so early. I know. It's almost like I do it on purpose. But it is breaks. So we're technically halfway through. Mm -hmm. Um. But if halfway edge through, of, first roll, you know. If edge of the envelope wasn't the value to use for determination, there never would be a time. Yeah. So we'll do edge of the envelope. Okay, two free successes. And we'll do a third die. For two momentum. All right. And we'll do control. Con. Okay. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's see those five, I believe. Oh, you know what? I forgot to unpause it so you guys can do your own momentum. There you go. Uh, there we go. And I'm the ship could help? Uh, yeah, if the Proxima wants to roll with an engine's con. Who's the right. Proxima? So that's... I, four, I have her up. So that's four for S-Roll, so I need to see at least one success from the Proxima. And again, that is an engine's con. And the ship always has a focus? Okay. So here's and what's going to... Oh, do wait. have Cautious. You do have Cautious, so you can reroll that 17, I would assume. Roll one. We'll see if the dice really want to tell a story. Okay, you get your five. You're good. So you enter into the atmosphere, and it is more or less not quite a ride to hell. And I realize the irony of me saying that, but it's definitely not the smoothest landing that you make. But you do manage to find a stable enough platform or mountain range to set down on that gives you a free access to the rest of the mining area. Um, and as you sort of begin to all suit up in your ex in your uh, environmental suits, uh, Highlong in the back just sort of pats the little Horda exocomp thing and says, "All right, Bobby, I believe in you. You could do this." And then the Horda exocomp thing just sort of flips over, which again kind of looks a little bit weird in my mind, but it's like a puppy. What am I gonna say here? Anyway, we're gonna take a break so I can deal with my own puppy. We'll be back in about five to ten minutes. Stick around. Bye -bye. All right, and welcome back to uh, part two of session four of Star Trek Adventures: Age Year. Uh, if you're just joining us, well, uh, the players are going down to a demon-class planet to do a little bit of mining to get some very crucial resources to get their ship back up and running at full capacity. Um, at the moment, we have Esral, Vecton, Hylong, and um, I guess we didn't really do a supporting character for you, Captain, but I'll figure out something for you oh, to no. do. Yes. I'll be there. You'll be in there? Person. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Sorry, that's right. You were there, the and it's the XO. Because yep. I won. I won. That's right. You did <laughs> run the rock, paper, scissors. Um, but yeah, when you all step out of the Proxima into the... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Untap potential. Do that before I go any further. Make sure that uh, I either have... Okay, actually, you guys uh, get a momentum. So you're at three momentum right now. Um, Thank you for tapping for us. Yeah, so when you step out to see the fields of this unnamed, unclassified demon-class planet, 
Um, in the distance, well, I guess not really too far away, but close enough and also far away enough that it's not immediately dangerous. Um, you have an active volcano spewing not only ash and lava, I think it's lava, not magma, spewing it into the atmosphere. Um, there are just flows of lava that are kind of streaming down from this mountain peak. And it's not your average everyday lava where it's usually reds and blacks and yellows, but it's more of a, a bright blue or bright purple, some sort of exotic material that's being mixed in with the lava. Um, over these lava fields, we have low-hanging clouds that you would hear the rumble of thunder. You would see a few uh, bolts of lightning coming down and striking the lava fields. Um, you would also, in the distance, see that this scene is repeated over and over again across the landscape where you do have acid pools and you have other bits of like hot springs and other toxic sort of landscape features dotting the landscapes. But um, otherwise, it's your standard class Y demon planet where it's just you don't want to be here any longer than you have to. Well, this place is awful. I think it might also be called a hell world. I thought it was demon. I believe the lieutenant is attempting to make a joke, Captain. Oh. Because where do demons come from? Uh, I don't know. I gotta work on that. It didn't work well uh, last what, ancient time. Earth Greek mythology, I think. That's, that's a good point. Because, yeah. I mean, if it's a good point, I accidentally made it because I was really kind of a shot in the dark. Almost everything you people have a word for comes from the Greeks. Which is funny, because I don't think I've ever met anyone from Greece. Is it still there? I think it's just a myth. Oh, okay. You were saying about the hell world, though? It's, it's, it's a demon planet, sir. Are we meeting anything uh, on the sensors that is unexpected so far? Or is this in keeping with what the Ager detected? I need to know if our initial assessments of the danger were accurate. Well, I would like to run a scan from the show. Say, yeah, whoever wants to run the scan. So it's going to be a control and a science, or in your case, I'll even give you control engineering. But I think you're good at science, too. So let's I'm do a control science. science. Let's do control science. Uh, the Proxima will assist you with a sensor science. And since somebody in chat brought up a rule that has never been used before, I'm going to say it so that people know what it is. So you have the option that the Proxima can spend power, really any ship can do this, um, you can spend power increasing the complication range by one for every power, but the benefit of doing so is that if you are successful, every single point of power you spend becomes momentum. So technically, you could, in a way, go for the beans and end up with, like, six momentum total. Though, I will also point out that thanks to chat, you are back up to four. Can you say that again? Because I'm not sure I totally grasped what you were saying. So yeah, yeah, so basically, basically what it is is you're betting power against your chance of success. And if you are successful in your bet, like you succeed the task, you basically get your wager of power back in momentum. Hmm... It's a very off rule that nobody ever uses, but since it came up in chat, I figured I'd brought it up just because every you know let's, some people learn the system through let's these try it. streams. Yeah. For the sake of completeness, what happens if they fail? 
Uh, nothing happens explicitly if they fail. It's just that the complication range becomes bigger. Okay. We're down power. Yes, you also are and down power. Wasted a ah, and but Blazing I mean, Arc so actually has the situation. next paragraph where if you do get the... Uh, okay, so actually I, I read that wrong myself. So... Um, if you lose power, then you've got complications to the system, sometimes losing uh, vital operational powers. Mm. Now, would losing those constitute a quote-unquote breach? Um, as far as I am aware, because I'm looking at the paragraph now, I don't think it constitutes a breach. It doesn't sound like it would, but I wanted to ask because I have a talent that helps us mitigate breaches. But yeah, it doesn't sound like it's going gonna, it's gonna to be of any value here. Well, I mean, if chat redeems a complication and you roll a complication I think that's enough for a breach yeah um hmm. risk Anyways, reward we, here is a little we don't have uh, a lot of power to start with a little dicey so let's not do that <laughs> I mean we're we're in a situation where we expect to, to need to do a lot of rolling anyway right. Right. let's not just open up the gate throwing our stuff out there right. okay. that's just my thought though I'm not piloting I feel like the ultimate decision has got to be yours all right. So, what's the what's the uh, difficulty on this one? Difficulty is going to be a three. Okay. Then I am going to at least use one momentum to bring it up to three dice. Um, and I don't have any focuses here that would help. So. All right. Well, uh, no help from the Proxma, unfortunately. But you do get the three on your own. So yeah, Vectan, you are able to pinpoint that where those storm clouds, those long hanging storm clouds, are generally located. It's beneath them in the cooling magma is where the beryllium is located. Oh, dear. Well, Captain, the having been brought closer to the surface, we are now able to further pinpoint the location of the mineral. Yes. It is in the cooling magma, Captain. Like under the hot molten rock stuff. Correct. Uh, are we able to get it out of there? We that should be able to. Convenient. It will be difficult and dangerous, but I believe it is feasible. Okay. And do we have somewhere here to put it? Or are we going to transport it directly to the Aegir? I believe, Captain, that we will have to store it in the Proxima's cargo hold as, as the transporters will be not terribly effective in this atmosphere. Reagan, cargo hold prepped? Prepped. All right, well, let's get to it. But how, if we don't use the transporters to get it out of the, the cooling magma, it sounds better, but it's still magma. Mm-hmm. If we can extract it from the magma itself and allow it to as much as it can cool on the surface. Okay. Then we can bring it into the ship. So what's the first step? We uh, put on our heat suits and go out there and put down some probes or repeaters or something? I believe the... I believe Hylong called it a bobby unit. Yes, uh, bioorganic horda, and I'm still working on the last BY, but uh, work in progress. The Bobby unit will be able to pinpoint the mineral, Captain. Well, small point of clarification, it'll find the cerarium. It won't find the beryllium. Yes. 
the beryllium we will still need to use for their tricorder scans and pinpointing technology. Well, one thing at a time. Let's get the stuff that requires the Sorta Horda. Um, and I like that better, Sorta Horda. I like that. Well, I think. I was thinking Horda instrument for the, the last die, but Sorta Horda sounds better, sir. All right. Well, everybody, uh, go ahead and put on your heat suits without your helmets, at least, just in case we get uh, some like hole in the side of the ship. I put on what I assume is a high-armored high, uh, EV suit that we've got for this mission. Yep, and since it is required for the mission, no momentum cost required. Yay! All right, so... Down to the surface we go. Are we so, transporting there, or do we exit the shuttle just by opening it up and walking on out? You tell me. I mean, it seems like walking out's the smart move to make. Uh, go ahead and open up the shuttle, and we're going to go ahead and get uh, started. So the good, news is, the good news is is that the Proxima does have an airlock fashion, so it's not just you opening and flooding the atmosphere of the Proxima with Class Y badness. Um, but yeah, again, when you step out, it's a good thing you're in your heat suits, because even with their protection, it is the equivalent of, like, an Arizona day or something maybe like the river valley of california i'm trying to think of good good examples of just hot and slightly dry but also a little bit humid it's not pleasant is what matters here is it's just not pleasant this is horrible i'm not quite thank goodness i am so widely traveled that uh I, i have um high temperature survival tactics that i learned from a uh, person whose home world is nothing but a giant hot desert. Mm. May or may not be Those related to Vecton's Vulcanism. I wonder. I uh, I give a uh, I give a threat if if that is acceptable. Yeah, I'll take a threat for that. Sure. And uh, gain a temporary focus of high temperature survivalism. But yeah, kind of the floor's open to you all how you want to approach this from here. And I'll just sort of facilitate right, I'll the world. the way. I pull out a uh, tricorder, but mostly I'm just kind of scouting as I look for safe places for us to stop and uh, put down our equipment. So I attempt to find us a good safe spot to uh, put down our, our main equipment, our first stop. All right. Reason con, difficulty of three. Reason, not my strong suit. I assume high temperature survivalism uh, uh, will apply as a focus. Yeah. Sadly, none of my other folk could possibly apply. So Uh, I wish to spend a momentum to gain an extra die on this roll. Okay. Bringing you down to two. Well, you uh, you get your three successes you need. So, yes, uh, what I'm imagining is as you step out of the Proxima and you start to move through the lava fields, you basically do like test probes to make sure you can stand on certain points or that it is cooled sufficiently that you can take a rest. And you're about one-third of the way in to one of the nearest beryllium deposits. Um, What I would say, though, as I do have some threat for a complication, is that the wind is going to be able to start picking up, and I'm going to need to know who has the lowest fitness among those of you that are present. Nine here. Nine. Okay. Then, since the captain has ten... The dog, I assume, is like a fifteen. Yeah. 
So Esrol and Vectan, I'm going to need you guys to roll me a fitness and a con at a difficulty of two. If you succeed, nothing bad happens. You're not knocked off your balance by the wind. If you fail or roll a complication, things get fun. Yeah, my cons are one. This is going to be special. One of you comes from a horrible lava planet, so that's good. Okay, well, Vectan, you're fine. And there's what we wanted, the zero with the complication. Now, do you want to use more near warp core? Oh, yes. There's a fine line between the temperature in and near a warp core. Mm-hmm. It's a hell world. Yeah. All right. I think you, what, you need an effect, don't you? I believe so. Yeah, so unfortunately, yeah, so no effect. So that is going to be zero with a complication. So here's what happens. The wind picks up, and Esral, I'm imagining you're setting down your pack, but it's one of those things where the wind catches the straps and catches the bag and pulls you over into some of the moving active lava. Now, you're not dying yet, but you need to get the hell out of there very quickly before your suit is compromised. I am going to reach over and using my Vulcan strength pull him Is that the good as arm much as I arm? can. They're both good now. They're just one of them's much newer. I, I don't me. want to rip it off if, if it's the bad one. <laughs> it's going to be our new running gag. Every other game Vectan loses and I'll pull him. Hmm. <laughs> Alright, Vectan, just because I'm trying to get you guys some momentum, roll me a... Fitness security I will, I will difficulty brace of one. around the waist. Okay, bracing Vecton, alright. But yeah, fitness security difficulty of one. Alright. Would Mock Bra count? Mock Bra will maybe count, because I believe there are some throws and grabs. And high temperature survivalism <laughs> still counts? Yep, and remember, since you're assisting, uh, you just have the one die here. Okay, so but now I help can re-roll because of my uh, being of many talents. Now, this is true. Let's go ahead and re-roll that, Dang. see if you can get okay, Does this apply momentum. when you're when attempting a task. So I, I don't think this works when I'm assisting, does it? It should, yeah. I, I oh, don't okay. see a reason why it wouldn't. Okay, well, I will reroll my one die here using a focus. One I think it's two. one of those rare instances where you can reroll the assist die. But anyway, you get your success. You're back up to three momentum. And yeah, Vectan and the captain working together, you are able to pull Esrol out of the lava and, quote-unquote, dust him off before any ill effects are had. Please be careful. Oof. You had me worried there, buddy. That that, had me worried too, sir. All right. So this seems like pretty stable, safe ground for us to set up our probes. Let's make sure our readings are right and start getting the uh, beryllium out of here. Meanwhile, back up at the ship. Oh, God, I've set up a situation where you got to talk to yourself. That's going to be fun. (laughs) Um, I didn't even realize that. Just realized that. Yeah, it, that's my payback for you making Joy, is you have to play both Roos and do, Joy Do you at the want me to take time. over Joy for a scene? Okay. I don't know. Do you want to? I would love to. I'm, are you kidding me? All right, all right. So we got Randy oh, playing Joy. Right, let's see it. <laughs> all right, but yeah, the bridge crew is there. You've just gotten word back from the Proxima that they've landed and that uh, they're heading out into the fields. When um, you all get a ping on sensors and... Astra reports, well, it's not a sphere. It's could be boy. Something has entered the system, but I can't get a reading from our position above the planet right now, sir. Checking its course now, sir. Yellow alert. Shields up. 
And then, yeah, uh, do we have a sheet for Joy? Is, uh, is Joy yes, going? Yes, we do. All right, so Joy's going to be doing a reason and science, or reason and con in this instance. Um, the ship will assist with a sensor's con. And, yeah, this might be a time to spend power, because it's only a difficulty of two. Starship maneuvers? Uh, I'll give it to you, because you're technically trying to recognize the ship that's maneuvering out there, so I'll give it to you. How much power can I spend? You can spend as much as you want, but just remember that, uh, you know, if you spend more than the ship's got, and you can ship only store six momentum. Focus, right? Ship does always have a focus, yep. Okay. Uh, I would like to spend two. So that means I roll two additional dice? No, so if you succeed, you would get two extra momentum is what that would give you. Okay. And I expend a momentum to add a die. Okay. All right, well, that is four successes. So thanks to your expenditure of power, that is going to bring you to a grand total of five power, if I can do math in my head correctly. Or not power, five momentum overall. But yeah, Joy, you recognize that ship. It's not Borg. But it is something that is not pleasant to deal with in the Delta Quadrant. Do you remember the uh, the lizard people? The uh, ones that kind of Shanghai Voyager and were like, we don't believe in evolution. Do you, do you remember that out of character? Vaguely. Vaguely. I don't remember right. the name of the race, though. Yeah, that's the thing, is that I said the name of the species, and then I forgot it off the top of the hand. So if anybody in chat remembers the species I'm talking about... The Vaudoir. The Vaudoir. No, the Vaudoir were different. They were... Okay. They were different. Um, Let's see if we can look this up real quick, because that's going to bother me. It's one of those things where I always wonder if I'm getting old, because I have it in my mind. The Voth. The Voth. I knew it was a V. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Thank you, Peter. I can feel a little bit less like an old man with Alzheimer's now. Um... So the Voth are out there, and usually the Voth, um, they have these giant city ships that are stupidly big, like even bigger than Borg cubes. This is just a scout ship or just a normal science ship that has entered in to orbit of the first planet in the system. Oh, sir. Good news and bad news. Good news, it's not the Borg. Bad news, it's still someone very naughty. The Voth. Are they heading in our direction? Uh, are they headed in our direction? No, just chilling around. Planet One. They have not begun an intercept course yet, sir. Want me to intercept them? No, Ensign. As you say. Keep an eye on them. One eye on them, one eye on you. I would like to attempt to reduce the ship's um, electronic and uh, and um, I, I want to reduce the ship's sensor cross section through careful um, use of various um, stellar bodies and things like that. Stellar and orbital bodies. Is there anything? Is there any way I can do that? I can give it to you. So I think this is probably going to be a structure con on the part of the ship. And then for you, I would say a controlling con, or I could give you even daring if you wanted to get a little bit spicy. We'll go control for now. You strike me as a more control character, yeah. And I would I would give this um Oh right, difficulty. Difficulty, uh let's make it a three. Hmm. 
I would say this is a starship combat type maneuver, however, even though we're not engaging in it. Oh, I see. Low sensor profile lines against the water. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, I'll give it to you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like the game of Battleship. You know, you're trying to get your cross section small. Hmm. And what was the ship? Uh, Structure Con in this instance. Structure Con. All right. I'm going to spend a momentum for another. Oh, diff, uh, diff, diff, this is three? Diff of three, yep. Okay, then I will probably spend... Um... You got a success from the ship, so that's good. Okay, then I'll just spend one momentum. Okay. Sir, I have different tactical profiles I can lay in in case a fight does break out. Would you like me to use the top protocol or the bottom protocol? Oh my god. I think we're going to have to play it by ear, Ensign. Switch protocol it is, sir. Boop. My fucking god. I did this to myself. I <laughs> gave them the power. Alright, well that's five successes, meaning you get two momentum right back, which means you're capped at six, which is just amazing. And yeah, um, you more or less do what the F-22 does to a certain Chinese balloon, and you look like a ghost. Everybody whisper. We have communications with the with the away team on the surface. Astra kind of cocks right to the side and says, I have audio only if you need to talk to them, sir. They're kind of in an area of interference. Text only to the to Proxima. Let them know that a that the that we have a potentially hostile but not currently active threat star system or a ship in the system. Warning them about the Voth, sir. Aye. Meanwhile, cutting back down to this, the uh, surface, uh, you all would get that message in text form. The ship's or the Proxima's computer would basically read it back to you, uh, or it would appear on your tricorder, whichever you prefer. And everyone on the away team is aware of that. Oh, Voth! I haven't thought about those boys in a hot minute. Very strange, very strange. From my old stomping grounds. Well, my people's old stomping grounds. You're familiar with them, Captain. I've read about them, but largely because I'm a huge fanboy of the USS Voyager, which uh, did a lot for my people. And encountered the Voth. I'm sorry, I guess that wasn't obvious. Encountered the Voth as well. I think we're safe for now. It seems to me that Ruse would definitely tell us if uh, he thought we should beam up. He already didn't think I should be here in the first place. Are the Voth dangerous, Captain? I am not familiar with the species. And hostile. Kind of fanatical, but, you know, I believe no species is a monolith, except maybe the Borg. You know? Everybody's got outliers. Those could be really nice Voth people. Have the Voth have any encounters with the Borg? Pardon me? Have the Voth had any encounters with the Borg? That's an excellent question. I assume everybody who's warp-capable in the uh, Delta Quadrant at least has heard of the Borg. Enough to know to stay away from them. Then perhaps they will act as a... warning mechanism. Oh, I see your point. Very mercenary, but logical, I guess. What do you think? If something happens and the Borg attack them, should we intervene or just run away? I believe that is up to you, Captain. The ethics are a bit sticky. All right, how are we doing on our probing? Beryllium and, all ready to go? Hylong kind of stands up and says, Well, uh, 
Sir, uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but uh, there's another of one of Voyager's favorite on this planet. I'm just now detecting it on tricorders. Um, Did they just you... get here, or they were here before? No, it's um, it's actually related to the beryllium, sir. Um, are you aware of the uh, the silver bloods? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant you were there were some more Voth on the ship. No, silver no, blood. no. Out of gear, I genuinely don't remember Silver Bloods. Is that like another it's the copy of the ship? It's the, the duplicate Voyager episode. Oh mm-hmm. no, still don't remember it. Sorry. Yeah, it's good. But uh, so Highline will explain in character. It was the mimetic uh, gel. Uh, that no, that's that's reductive. I apologize. They were organisms that could duplicate not only organic material but technological material as well. Uh, They were found on a demon-class planet very similar to this, and I'm detecting that some of their, well, morphogenic matrix materials might be present within the beryllium, which could indicate that we have a progenitor to the silver blood, a distant cousin. It, It is something that is showing up on scans, though, sir. So the beryllium we're attempting to mine might actually be a very unconventional life form? That is correct, sir. Right, well, we cannot disturb it whatsoever. Um, that could be construed as a hostile act of war. Uh, well, did... Sir, the only problem with this is that I don't know 100% sure unless I take a sample. And and she kind of looks at Vecton. I, how badly do we need the beryllium, sir? Not badly enough to risk hurting a living organism that's sentient and everything hmm there's a whole planet here it's mainly used with medical equipment so that is up to you we have some did voyager establish a means of communicating with this species with the silver blood yes but we don't know if this is again if this is the silver blood or some offshoot all right how big a sample do you need i would need at least a handful sir Do we want to anger a changeling? Or potentially harm an innocent creature. All right, well, with the Voth endangering the mission already, Ezreal, I'd like you to go ahead and get back to the uh, ship, the uh, craft, and prepare for evacuation if things go very badly. And I'm authorizing you to take that sample. But in the meantime, Vectan and I need to set up some sort of attempt to communicate with this substance in case we can get a response. So, take the sample in the Proxima back to the Ager. No, no, no. You just need to go back to the Proxima and sit at the helm and stay in radio co- or in voice communication with us in case we come running. Keep the engine running for us, okay? That I will do. Now, Doctor, I'm authorizing you to take your sample, and Vectan and I are going to attempt to establish communications, at least a broadcast saying we come in peace, and see if we get a response. There is a downside, of course. We need to try to make very certain that this broadcast can't be detected from orbit by the Vol. I'm yeah, counting on your that. technical know-how. I'm gonna I'm gonna go get that sample before the field of lava decides to consume me like it almost consumed us raw. By all means. If you put your speakers directly onto the ground. <laughs> And then blast your message. Yeah, you play some uh, Anagata Devita. 
I was um, I was thinking ACDC, but that works too. Even better. Yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. Bundle. All right, so high long, I'm not going to roll for it because she's an NPC, but she'll go collect the sample. Uh, S raw, I'm going to say for sake of argument, you get back to the ship, no problem, or you get back to the Proxima, no problem. Sit at the helm. What's uh, what's a good? Because we can't do a liturgical th- flower pot, but we can do something related to the con position. I don't know. It'll come to me later. Anyway, let's deal with the captain and Victan. Uh, well, trying to figure out how to contact the silver blood when they're not in a uh, humanoid form. Um, trying to think about how to even go about handling this in terms of a task. Um, so maybe you set up some sort of short-range broadcast on multiple spectra, and I attempt to establish some sort of multi-language generic message of peace to broadcast from the device. It's not a bad start. So I try to adapt the simplest possible form of a, of a bottled greeting from Starfleet. You know, we are Starfleet, we come in peace. Uh, please respond. Okay. But like in every imaginable linguistic format we can think of. Okay. So which one of you is taking the lead here? Because that's going to depend what I give in terms of attribute and skill here. Attribute and discipline. Uh, I think think the more uh, important thing is going to be the broadcasting device rather than the message it's broadcasting. So probably Vectan. Okay. In that instance, Vectan, you're doing a daring engineering. Captain, you're assisting with what I'm imagining to be a daring and a science. Okie dokie. Right. I would assume negotiation would uh, apply here. I'll give it to you as a focus, sure. Thank you. And it's one die for me. One die for the assist, correct. Difficulty of? That's what I'm debating. Difficulty of four, but hey, two successes from uh, the captain, so that's good. Sorry for rolling early there. <laughs> no, you're good. All right. Well, I would like to use the momentum to get an extra die. Okay. Good call. We're, uh, we're at cap momentum. You should probably spend a lot. Because hmm. otherwise it's going to go to waste if we get extra successes. Sure. Let's bring it up to four dice. Okay. Just, just because. Down to three momentum mo- then. Use that momentum. Mm-hmm. I mean, the ship doesn't need it. They're just, you know, fighting a hostile force. Yeah, that's totally fine. Well, they're fine. Um, I don't believe I have a, an applicable focus here. They could just have their helmsmen so. seduce the bot. <laughs> I mean, you make the joke. All right. Well, that's a uh, wow. grand total of six successes. So you get team momentum right back, bringing you back up to five. And yeah, um, I'm going to say that you are able to transmit a general message of peace, general message of greeting. And uh, when Hylong comes back, uh, she is actually holding a sphere of beryllium, which, again, Galaxy Quest reference here. But as she holds up the sphere, she just kind of shows it to both of you and goes, So um, when I pick this up, there was a uh, silvery liquid inside and the liquid left in a very sentient manner because it saw me and went the opposite direction. Um, did it make a rude gesture? No, I don't think it did, but um, I guess getting the beryllium isn't going to be that complicated. Okay. That is an well, excellent development. We're broadcasting short range in the hopes of hearing back from them, but for the time being, as long as that stuff keeps avoiding us as we extract the beryllium, uh, I'm authorizing us to go on with the extraction. It seems like we're not doing any serious harm. And Hylong starts to say something, then pauses, and then turns and squints and goes, Um, sirs, do we have two Proxima? 
Okay. That's not... No, we don't. Well, look. And you turn and look, and literally on, like, opposite ledges, there's two Proximas. Axel to Ezreal. Uh, yes, sir. Ezreal here. Am I to your left or right if you're looking at the front of the ship? Spending a complication, Esrol, you are momentarily dyslexic. Oh, no. Um, is that is me looking at you from the? Is that your human left? Proximas. Or... I'm pretty sure one of them is not real. I can walk out to the end of the. Uh, I think it would be a the airlock and wave. I think it would be an enormously bad idea for you to exit the safety of the ship at this time. I can flash lights. Lieutenant, I was about to suggest you could flash the running lights. That would be very nice, yes. I get a little theme going on. So that's why I'm going to spend more complication here with the threat, is that you do recognize the one flashing the running lights, but the one that isn't flashing the lights is going to lift up from the planet and head back up to the Aegir. Oh no, excellent danger, excellent danger. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's at that moment that I'm spending more threat for the complication that your communication to the Aegir is momentarily disrupted thanks to the clouds that are hovering over the lava fields. Oh, no. Meanwhile, back yes. on the Aegir, uh, you, you are detecting that the Proxima is coming back up. They don't seem to be transmitting anything, but they are coming back into the ship. Scan the surface. Ensure, uh, the captain didn't reach out to us. Make sure that no crew were left behind. Astra kind of cocks right to the side and goes, um, sir, I'm detecting not only are there all of the crew of the away team on board the Proxima, but I'm also detecting hundreds of life signs. That can't be right. Major to Proxima. No reply, sir. They are on a collision course with our shuttle bay. Shall we deflect them? Maneuver. Do not allow them to dock. Okay. Contact the surface. Sending the safe word protocol. Not today, Satan. All right, well, Joy, since you're the helm officer somehow, uh, daring in a con, ship assisting with an engine's con, difficulty of three here. All right, well, one <laughs> success, so I need to see a crit from the ship. That is not a crit, unfortunately. So the fake Proxima is going to crash through the doors of the shuttle bay and immediately intruder alert begins sounding across the vessel. And if that wasn't bad enough, it's also at this point that Astra reports, um, sirs, not only do we have those hundreds of life forms pouring out of the shuttle bay, I also need to report that uh, a second Voth ship has appeared and is uh, also headed for the second ship, the second moon. Sorry, second planet where we are currently located. Unfortunately, Commander, they're not taking no for an answer. Red alert. Isolate critical areas. Security to shuttle bay. Contain, uh, prepare to repel borders. Or repel borders. 
And honestly, I think that's a perfect moment to end our little session for a little bit of a two-week cliffhanger because not only you're going to have to deal with borders when you come back, you've got these unknown life form that are kind of like mimetic silverbloods. It's just a whole cacophony of fun. Yeah, some of the um, borders are probably going to look like bulkheads. We're going to have a really hard time <laughs> fighting them. Joy, yeah. go distract them. Joy <laughs> well, no. is very distracting. Yeah, like I, I, I had a feeling that whatever would have happened, it was, it was going to be something. But I just got to say that I was dying of laughter over here at Joy. So please, we're gonna find ways to bring joy into things because it brings me joy. So hey, more <laughs> activations give her. More activations oh, give me God. more abilities. Oh, my God. Oh, okay, no. all right. I'm going to end the recording before we get canceled. <laughs> uh, Twitch, stick around, but we'll be back later, YouTube. <sighs>